0: Welcome to Block in the Back. On this podcast, we chat about all things dynasty fantasy football from leagues to rankings. Now, don't turn your back. Square up and get ready to have some fun and get your teams to a championship with your hosts, Tyler Fish and Ryan Polish.
1: Welcome back. We're here at Block in the Back. I'm alongside Ryan. I'm Tyler. We've got a good one for you today. Ryan, how are you the first four weeks? We're on week five. You surviving?
0: Yeah, surviving absolutely. We uh, we are officially one third of the way through through our season. So I mean, it's going quick, but which all good things come to an end, I suppose. But at least we're getting this far. It's uh, better than what we what we thought. Maybe preseason or or before the season, we didn't have a preseason. But you know, it's been going good. Football's back. It's not the same, but you know, it's better than no football.
1: That's right. Let's uh, just be grateful that we actually have football. Uh, you know, in our life. I I just can't imagine if there wasn't any football, I'd be going absolutely insane. Um, You know, week five, you kind of got a good grasp on your team. You're either, you know, somebody that's performing really well, uh, somebody that's maybe in the crapper, some middle of the road, uh, you know, dynasty or redraft. We're going to kind of maybe tailor this one to dynasty a little bit. Uh, We will talk about if you're in each of those scenarios, what you could potentially do, um, as well as Ryan's going to have his uh, not-so-obvious, you know, maybe the dart throw play of the week to uh, somebody that's not necessarily, you know, a top-five player at the position, uh, somebody that's going to perform this week. We'll hit you that uh, each week. We'll give you a player. So, Ryan, who is your player this week that, not necessarily break out, but they are going to have a good week? Not-so-obvious player that, that you need to be starting.
0: Um, Yeah, I think so. I think he actually kind of had as what you would consider a breakout um, this last week. But he's coming in with a brand new quarterback, which I actually think might help this type of player. Um, He's going against the Rams, a decent pass rush defense, but not overall just a great defense. And it's Antonio Gibson. Now, he went for 128 yards total last week with a touchdown. I think with this new quarterback, Kyle Allen, coming in, they gave Haskin the old, or Haskins the old boot uh, wasn't getting it done I think he's going to be more likely to check down you saw how much CMC was utilized I'm not saying he's CMC but Colin Allen is looking for to get the ball out of his hands quick so I'm just curious to see I think it could be a sneaky play I think Gibson can go over 150 total yards this week um, and maybe even put uh, I think for sure one maybe two touchdowns and that's what I'm kind of looking for um, obviously it's not I'm not guaranteeing anything, but that could definitely be a play. Um, I actually like this week with Kyle Allen coming in because I think he's going to get a lot of work.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Gibson, somebody that you were high on right away, and I, w- I just would continue to say, you know, 33 college carries, guys turned out to be pretty good. Um my kind of not so obvious start of the week or somebody that I think is, is going to have a good game is Hollywood Brown. And you just kind of take a look at what he's done so far. The volume catch wise isn't necessarily there. Uh, his air yards are off the chart. He's got one of the highest you know, average depth of targets in the league. What does that mean? That they're trying to get him the ball downfield and they've missed just a couple of times. And, and honestly, it's just like Lamar needs to be able to hit him. And that's been the problem, and Lamar hasn't been fantastic this year. Um, not what everybody was kind of hoping for so far. Uh, but Hollywood Brown, he's close. And, you know, he went 8 for 86 last week. He draws the Bengals this week. Bengals have kind of played minus week one. They've had high scoring games uh, the last three. So I think there's going to be some points put up. And I think Hollywood Brown goes over 100 and finds the end zone. I know, you know, multiple pods ago before the season, I was not a Hollywood Brown guy. Um, I'm still honestly not huge on him long-term, but they are trying to get him the ball downfield and he's pretty fast. So I said he'd score three touchdowns this year. I don't think he has one yet. Uh, I think he gets his first. So I think he goes over a hundred and a touchdown this week. Not saying I love him long-term. Don't let's not confuse the two. now. I think he has a nice week. So Ryan, let's start off here. Your dynasty team, not yours personally, but let's just say, um, you know, listeners dynasty team just is you know, 0-4, um, you know, might be battling some injuries, might just not have a good team in general. What are you doing dynasty-wise right now? Because losing is not fun. I mean, what? how do you stay in the dynasty mode? What are you thinking uh, moving forward?
0: Right, so right right now, I think, is a really good time in the season. You know exactly where your team is heading, whether it's unlucky with injuries, whether it's um, some underperformers at certain positions that you went out and got you might have overpaid for because you you thought that they were going to have just a fantastic season and they haven't performed. Um, players like DJ Moore so far. So far um, that could be screwing you on your starting lineups. But what I'm thinking right now, if you're 0-4, there's different types of teams at 0-4, right? Like we just talked about. So there's teams that have Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Michael Thomas that are 0-4 because of an injury-related reason. So those, what I'm thinking on those teams, if you have those players and you're going to go and have just a terrible record, do not sell low on these superstars. You still are making people pay the premium for those players because otherwise why wouldn't you hold them until the offseason when their hype videos are coming out, until next preseason hopefully we have one and when the value gets a little higher, you're not selling low on Saquon Barkley. You're not selling low on Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey. You just kind of have to bite the bullet on this season, um, especially if you don't have a full um, array of draft picks. Like if you use them to get that team that you have currently, um, it's tough to go out and try to buy players, especially when teams know you're in dire need. They're gonna over. You're gonna have to overpay for anybody. So it's tough for me to go say sell these players um, when. Because you, you're just not going to get the value that I think you 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 need. Um, and then there's the the dumpster fire teams. Now, if you're a dumpster fire team or you have an old team who's starting to go downhill, um, you are looking what blow it up. You're going to go 0 for anyway. You're not making the playoffs. You're not getting any money back. You, to me, you shouldn't be keeping anybody. If I mean, I'd be selling. almost anybody's for sale for the right price. So don't be afraid. Like you might say, well, I want to hang on to, to before the injury, Nick Chubb. Well, if you're going to be a re a rebuilding team anyway, Nick Chubb is probably not going to be a top 10 dynasty asset in three years when your team is good. So at that point you might as well just blow it up and everybody can be for sale. So that's what some advice that I would say for a team blowing it up, anybody Uh, anybody and everybody is for sale that's how you get draft picks and get younger and build your team
1: yeah important not to make a dumb decision like you said if you're in the crapper because some of your studs have been hurt don't sell those studs just to try and win a couple games this year and you see it done every single year in dynasty where somebody has a bad year and And sometimes you just kind of you just like you said, got to bite the bullet and say, "Oh crap, this is this isn't it, not my year," and just get healthy and go into the next year. So I'm I'm sitting here on the opposite spectrum now. So let's let's go to the complete opposite spectrum. Uh, My dynasty team started out four and zero. I've lost the likes of uh, Christian McCaffrey and Saquon Barkley, Cortland Sutton. I've got a nice dynasty squad that I've acquired these guys over, you know, some trades. So. what do you do if your team is there and you're 4-0 right now, but you still have some of these guys down? Are you going out and buying a piece in the meantime? Or are, you wait, are you just kind of hoping to salvage um, what you got until CMC gets back? Uh, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I, I had to go out and buy another running back. So I paid a second for James Robinson uh, before the Thursday night game where he had a pretty nice game. And some people are saying, you know, you can't – James Robinson's kind of that guy that he was an undrafted free agent. You probably got him on the waiver wire. Sell him, sell him, sell him. I was to the point where I need a running back so bad because I lost Barkley and CMC. Me, I know I still have a solid team. I need to somehow salvage what I have until CMC gets back. And I've done that. I'm I'm 4-0. I'd, I like my chances this week. I like my chances next week. I think I can piece it together until CMC gets back. And then when the playoffs hit, I think I'm going to be, you know, full gear. So what do you do with somebody that's that's 4-0 and right now? But, um, I mean, how are you playing that situation? Healthy or not? You're 4-0. and What are you doing? Or nothing, well, maybe. You're just you're ready to win. You just keep winning. Winning is fun. Right.
0: Winning is fun. And I do think – I want to point out that James Robinson, I think you got a heck of a deal – on, on Robinson for a second-round pick. I mean, the guy's 22 years old. There is no competition for him in that backfield right now, and he's being the workhorse. So for you to be able to go do that with Barkley and CMC missing was phenomenal for your dynasty team. Um,
1: Can I interrupt you for a second? Yep. Well, I just did, so I don't know why I asked. <laughs> um, James Robinson, you know, some people are going to say, you paid a second for a guy that could be a one-year wonder. What if they draft somebody next year, by right? So there's a lot of people that think James Robinson for a second is a loss to me. I'm saying that second round pick is worth it just for me to continue winning this year and be competitive because I've, I've got a chance for some money. What are your thoughts?
0: Right. So there's, I feel like people aren't going out and buying James Robinson on an 0 four team. I think you're going to buy James Robinson Because you want that little – you want that one-year wonder push. So, really, you're paying a second-round pick to better your odds at winning a championship, which is completely worth it. I'd pay a freaking first-round pick to better my chances of winning a championship. Obviously, nothing's guaranteed. But I feel like those are the types of people that are going out and buying. So, to me, you know full well what what you might be getting, but you're paying – you don't know what's going to happen next year. You know, Barkley might – break his neck next year and McCaffrey goes on with a broken ankle, or you're back to square one, but at least you won the championship last year because if you don't buy Robinson, you might not win it either year. So you never know what's going to happen. So you're really – it is dynasty, but when you have a team put together like you do, you, you're playing for this year, one year at a time at that point.
1: Jeez, you really had to go there and break a neck huh how about we stick with like a foot or something well i was I was Let's thinking like you. long
0: like long term is what I was thinking, and that you know I got a little bit extreme there, so sorry for getting graphic, but
1: oh, jeez, yeah, how about he just injured foot or something we're going we're going straight for Barclay's neck. that's not um that guy's been absolutely frustrating to own by the way, but beyond that um I do agree with you, and that's why I paid a second for him because uh, I want to win now. Winning is fun. Hashtag winning is fun. Middle of the road, let's say you're 2-2 two and two right now. and Like you said, you got a pretty good sense of what your team's like at this point, right? If you're 0-4, it's going to be hard to make the playoffs this year. I'm sorry. You'd have to really catch fire. 2-2, two and two, you're right in the thick of things. Let's say you're missing a running back. What running back are you going out and getting right now to push you over the top?
0: So the only way I'm going out to get to go get a running back is you do have to you you might be two and zero but the second lowest scoring team in the league, to me sometimes that equals equals out. So I, you you got to look your team look look your team in the face here, and so say if I think my team is good but I just got beat a couple times, and all you need is that one piece to put you into put you into contention at least. So you think you're a playoff team, you're two and two, you need that extra push. A couple of guys that I really like. Um, that you could get for cheaper than what their value is at right now and what the value has been at for over a year. A couple guys that go off the top of my head is a couple running backs. It's Chris Carson, which he has always, always been undervalued in my mind. Everybody has – they said for, what, two, two, three years straight that uh, Rashad Penny was going to beat him out. Never did. And he puts together really good years. Sure, he gets banged up, but he's still played 14 and 15 games um, each season. And now he's RB5 on the year. Um, still, i bet you can get him for fairly cheap. Um, another running back would be Melvin Gordon. Um, Melvin Gordon's an RB1 right now. And he's scored double-digit points each week. Sure, Lindsey's coming back, but I still think Melvin's the guy. They paid him for a reason. If they even split 50-50, Melvin's a Bigger, better running back than Lindsay is. He's going to get the goal line work. And for what you might have to pay for him to put your team over the top, I think that it would be worth it. I think those are just two guys that come right off the top of my head that I would be looking to acquire if I was a middle-of-the-road team or a playoff team looking to take that next step for this season.
1: Yeah, I, I like both those guys. Uh, well, a couple guys that came to my mind that you could get without, you know, completely selling the farm. I, I might check in on the James Conner owner and regardless of his, you know, ability to stay healthy, he's put up back to back weeks of over hundred yards and a touchdown. And we're talking the guy that everybody already wrote off after Benny Snell out touched him week one and kind of limped off with an injury. Uh, he's fine, right? It, it wasn't his night. He rolled his ankle or whatever happened. He's on a contract year. If I'm a dynasty owner, I'm probably not in love with James Conner to the point where I'm looking to keep him. Um, I would definitely, depending on the situation, be willing to get rid of him. So if I need a running back, that's one short-term guy I can get without having to completely just go all in. Would you, you, know?
0: would you give a first for him?
1: No, because it's his contract year, and I don't know if he returns to the Steelers. Um, and I don't know if he's a lead back next year. So that's the only thing. I, I think like... you, could, you could do a piece and a second, I think, for him.
0: Yeah, that that's what I was going to say. I think you could do a, a decent piece too in my head cuz if, if I'm selling to a contender, I'm not just letting them take him. It's going to take a first for me if I have him, selling him to a contender, especially I mean, yeah, like you said, back-to-back games he's getting a crap load of touches um or or a piece in a second, Would I would I would probably do. But I mean, you, you can't just give it away to these contenders either. There will always be contenders at that rate. But I just wanted to ask you that see what the, what your going rate would be for him.
1: Yeah, it, it's a piece in a, a second probably. So I don't know if I'd give up a first for him. That, that seems pretty steep. There's a few other running backs I'd rather pay a first for. Um, just looking at some other names, you know, on my list here, you know, you're, you're not going to like this one, but Devin Singletary has quietly kind of produced a little bit and Zach Moss is is not good and I think he was a little banged up too. But you're looking at, you know, Singletary who's who's getting touches, and that's the main thing. He's getting fifteen or more touches in every single game, which is, is very, very nice. Somebody that's probably not, you know, highly valued in too many leagues. that's um, back to back double digit point weeks. Uh, PPR, he's catching, you know, two to five balls a game. That's a guy that I'd be willing to buy uh, you know he's currently you know floating around that rb2 rb3 range uh, so he's not worth a first right even though he's young I don't think the owner would want to get a first out of him either uh, that's just me I, I don't think he's ever going to produce 20 plus a week but he's going to be a guy that you can throw in your flex if you really need a running back uh, that's another one the, two and two you're sitting oh, go ahead well I, you know I just had to chime in because I'm not a singletary
0: guy so um <laughs> I I don't, so yeah, Singletary, I feel like the only reason when I was talking all that crap about him, it wasn't necessarily him, it was that whole Bills backfield in general. The only two times Singletary has been fantasy relevant was the two weeks Zach Moss had zero touches. Uh, the The first two weeks of the season, Zach Moss had 13 touches and eight touches, and Singletary's fantasy points were seven and eight. Um, then Zach Moss has zero touches the last two weeks, and his fantasy points are 14 and 16. So I just wanted to throw that out there because Zach Moss will be back. He's limited in practice right now, so he's close to being back. And I would expect almost the same thing as those first two weeks going forward.
1: Yeah, I just think Zach Moss is not good. He put up 11 yards and 30 yards. So I just don't think he's good. And I'm talking guys that you don't have to pay for the farm for. So I think Singletary is definitely one of those guys. Um, you're looking at receivers rise, somebody that, you know, you need to acquire your, your receiver depth is bad. You're sitting at that, you know, that 500 team, uh, where are you going at receiver? Who are you buying?
0: Um, so if you're a contender you're and you're not looking to give up your, your next year's haul, you're probably looking at, uh some older guys, really. I'm trying to think a couple off the top of my head. Do you do you maybe roll the dice a little bit on Julio, even though he's been banged up and Ridley's had a resurgence? Um, it's also a little bit concerning to me about Ridley. Uh, with Julio being out, he put up a goose egg uh, against the Packers. And I know that the Falcons didn't look great and the Packers played well, but when you got a guy that's so highly touted like Ridley and he puts up a goose egg, it kind of makes you think in the back of your head, is he actually a number one wide receiver? Or does he benefit that much from having one of the best wide receivers to ever play the game across from him? Um, so just kind of throwing that out there, but maybe, maybe go buy Julio while he's hurt. Maybe see if you can get, cause he's 31 years old. Maybe see if you can throw a high second at him to go get Julio. And then when he comes back, if he can ball out, that's a league winner for you. If you're already a contender, um, other players, i maybe go for, if, if you're looking for, a contender and you're looking for a little bit of value in Dynasty, you'd be looking at players like DJ Moore. Um, maybe even like a Juju Smith Schuster along those lines, but he worries me kinda like Ridley too. Um, not able to to be that number one receiver. But it's players like that where they're a little bit younger, but they've underperformed so far this season. Um, players that are on a contract year that are probably getting out. Um, that would be like maybe Gallup, uh those are the kind of the players that I'm looking to go get. Um, I'd definitely be interested in going to get DJ Moore. Um, I, I, I'm still not, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's cause I'm an owner, but I'm still not bought in that Roddy Rodney Anderson is the, the number one receiver in Carolina. So, I mean, the targets are there for the most part for DJ Moore. We just got to get it put together and he's only 23 years old. He's coming off a thousand yard season. So, Still, I still like that value there and see if you can sneak in. And uh, while the value is low or while it might be low, see if you can get DJ Moore out from somebody. That would be, that would be nice for your Dynasty team.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm a DJ Moore guy as well. Uh, just you mentioned Ridley. Uh, Julio was out the week prior. Ridley had 110 yards. Uh, Ridley was a game-time decision going into that day battle knee and quad and it was noted that he was limping in practice the reason i know all this is because i'm an owner in a redraft league and he's the number one scoring receiver um and that's that's the most shocking thing is he just put up a goose egg he's still the number one scoring receiver in all of fantasy um which it's unbelievable right uh i don't think it's concerning at all uh he was banged up uh you know limping in practice he also had Jair Alexander. This is, this is more about Jair. Uh, Jair is good. Uh, he, he is a shutdown corner. Uh, there was really one opportunity for Ridley to catch a touchdown, and it got ripped out of his hand. So, um, obviously, not good that he put up a goose. The, the offense didn't look good in general. Ridley is still wide receiver one material going forward. And uh, so, I, I believe in him 100%. Guys I'm going to buy, I would have zero problem going out and acquiring Julian Edelman, uh, probably for for hardly nothing, right? Uh, Given his age, Julian Edelman is a target hog, and uh, even through a a not very pass-happy offense, I'm I'm still willing to go get him. Another guy I really like, uh, Tyler Lockett. I don't even know what his value would be in your league. Boy, the way Russell is slinging the ball, you want a piece of that offense. You want a piece of that offense. Lockett is going to be cheaper than Metcalf. Lockett's going to produce. Uh, another guy I really like is Robbie Anderson, big boomer bus guy playing really well this year. I'm willing to go buy him. Uh, I think that production stays forward. Can Will Fuller stay healthy? He's been a target hog, right? I mean, what, what's a, I don't really love Will Fuller, but it's a guy that's probably not too expensive, right? Can Will Fuller stay healthy and put together a great season this year or no? Is he going to get hurt?
0: I mean, so far, so good. I mean, like he, I, I don't want to try to play doctor over here, but he hasn't proven that he can in the past. But he's looked pretty dang good so far. Um, we will – I mean, we'll see. He has been – I mean, 10 targets. He didn't play week two. Or no, he did. He just did not get a target. Um, five targets. targets.
1: That week. I'm not sure he did play that week.
0: He had 63% of the snaps that week.
1: So I swear I he did he, not play one week. He might have left early in one of those games. but that, okay. that, could have, that could have been the one. But, I mean, five
0: targets, seven targets. So their targets are there. And, he, and he's proven he can be a, he, he is a deep threat. He went six for 108 last week in a touchdown. He's got two touchdowns on the year. So, I mean, he's been pretty good. He's a wide receiver two on the year. I would kind of expect that going – I don't even know if I'd expect that. That seems pretty, pretty good. But maybe like a low-end wide receiver two going forward. And it, I feel like he'd be pretty cheap right now as well. You can go out and get him for a, for a second-round pick. And for a wide receiver, too, I feel like that's worth it.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I think it is. There is actually a Twitter account out there um, that is titled, Is Will Fuller Hurt? Or Is Will Fuller Injured? One of the two. And it, it tweets every now and then, uh, yes, he is. He is, in fact, hurt. So I, I had to laugh when I was scrolling through Twitter and saw is Willful or Hurt, yes, he appears to be limping, uh, just too good. The guy just can't stay healthy. But I, a guy that I'm willing to inquire on, again, I'm talking guys where I'm not a big fan of giving up draft picks. Uh, I, I just I – s- knock on wood, I seem to be drafting well. Um, but it's just something that I, I really like the rookies and developing guys, and it's, it's obviously easy when you can sit a guy and know how to play him right away. Uh, guy I like. So – Let's just talk a little bit about the tight end piece. Uh, George Kittle is an absolute monster, right? He, he finally played. George Kittle is the best tight end in the league. Uh, that's no surprise to anybody. I did kind of want to talk about a couple of these underrated tight ends that are catch, catching touchdowns. Um, the the surgence of, of Bob Tanyan the other night. Uh, is Bob Tanyan a guy that can we see that production going forward? He was one of the hottest waiver wire pickups uh, he was a big DFS play. Uh, you know, is Bob Tynan somebody that the Packers can count on going forward, or does that change when Lazard comes back, Adams comes back? I mean, it was that just kind of a flash in the pan? Or is that somebody who – he's baby Kittle. They started calling him baby Kittle, I saw. Is that somebody that we can count on? Is he? In, is he a top-ten tight end going forward?
0: Um – I mean, he's tight end two right now after a thirty-point week. But I mean, he's got—if you don't count that three touchdown week—he's got. He had two weeks in a row with touchdowns, three this last three weeks in a row with a with a touchdown at least one uh, going into last week as well. I mean, he had his targets have increased each week, his snap percentages increased each week. I think they're figuring out that this guy can play, and supposedly I read somewhere he's a. really good friends with George Kittle. So I don't know if that just automatically means he's going to be a good tight end or not. I guess we'll find out. But train together all off. Yeah. So I think – I don't know about top 10 tight end, but I do think he's going to be valuable this year. Um, it makes me just a little bit nervous like going forward, like you said, if Adams comes back, um, Lazard, where that kind of – where he finds himself on the pecking order there. Um, I mean Green Bay's hardly proved to have a wide receiver two on their team ever so it just makes me a little bit nervous the utilization of the tight end when they actually have full wide receivers so I'm not I like him right now I'm not super pumped about him when when the season gets kind of toward that week eight nine ten ten range I think he's a good tight end I just it worries me about the Packers usage when they have Adams and Lazard back I don't even know when Lazard's supposed to come back but
1: Core muscle surgery, Lazard's out at least a month, uh, if not more. Tanyan actually battled that injury last year. Uh, just a quick story on, on Robert Tanyan. If you do not know Bob Tanyan, look up his story one time. Uh, played quarterback in high school. Played quarterback his freshman year at Indiana State. Trans or not transferred, excuse me. Changed positions to wide receiver. He was a wide receiver the rest of his collegiate career. Never played tight end. He beefed up. Uh, went undrafted, beefed up, played, you know, got cut by the Lions. Practice squad, Packers scooped him up. The guy's profile is off the charts. If you're a big metrics guy, his player profile is ridiculous. When I had to take a peek at it, 87th percentile in 40-yard dash, he ran a 4'6", uh, speed score off the charge, burst score off the charge, uh, agility score and catch radius, they're all extremely high. He's 6'5", 236. I think this is a guy that could kind of stick for a bit. Um, Great breakout age. Uh, I mean, he, I know he went to a small school, but tight end is his position. And uh, the way he moves, I actually think he could be a serviceable tight end for a a few years, Um, just the way he moves. So it is scary. Packers don't typically, you know, get a consistent number two target behind Adams. It just hasn't happened. Uh, so that is scary, yes. If you picked up Tanyan in the waivers, you are absolutely in a gold mine because I think he's going to be somebody you can start. I think you can start him the rest of the year. I really do. Just the way the tight end position is, um, you know, guys are hit or miss. I think, I think he's good. I think he's going to stick. So that's kind of my Bob Tanyan speech there. I thought that his story was really cool. Um, went and texted his mom after that big game. So he's just one of those guys that it's hard not to like him. Uh, mama's boy. So Ryan, anybody that you want to highlight anything you want to kind of leave the viewers, uh, listeners with, uh, it's always great talking to you, but any last you know, minute advice you can give these guys?
0: I mean, just to kind of sum it up for, for the people right now, you should know where your team is at. Are you 0 and 4 Are you 2-2? Are you 3-1? If you're 3-1 and your team is pretty solid scoring some points, you are, you're going for that championship or, or 4-0. Or two and two. What what piece do you need to put you over the top? And I know Tyler said he doesn't really like to give up picks. Um, he has drafted well. I'm kind of the opposite. I love I love giving up question marks for sure. Guys, to go help me win. Um, obviously, nothing is sure, but the the odds are a little bit better at least when you're getting a, a proven player. So I like to do that. That's just me. I like to give up a first round pick to go get somebody who's gonna give me points every week rather than draft Ronald Jones at one point oh four. Um things like that. So know where you're at. If you're 0 like I said, don't be afla- afraid to just blow it up. Sell everybody should be for sale for the right price, but do not give your players away. You're looking for draft picks, you're looking for young pieces to help build your team around. Um and yeah no no, no. overpay is overpay enough if you if you win a championship because of it. So see where you're at. This is the very telling four weeks in, where are you at? Go out and win a championship or go get better. That's what what we love about Dynasty. Even when you are 0-4, it's still fun because you can go trade and get those draft picks for next year. So like always, Tyler, it's fantastic talking to you. Anything else?
1: No, you – Hit it right on the head. Dynasty never sleeps. Do not be afraid. You're always looking for those trade targets. And Sleeper's got kind of a cool option where you can toss guys on the trade block now. Uh, Sleeper had a rough couple of weeks there just getting their app organized. I really do like the app. But net, you are never out of the trade game. Do not be that person that you know, doesn't respond to texts for trades, um, doesn't ex- you know, explain some reasoning. I, I, I'll take an offer all day long. If I don't like it, I'll tell it to you. I mean, don't don't be that guy that just goes out and sends just ridiculous offers. But uh, do not ever shy away from from trading with people. I, I didn't want to get that uh, that you know feeling towards people. I just like keeping my picks. So, nope, it's great talking to you as always, Ryan. We got Week Five on us here. Uh, you know, hopefully people can stay off this COVID list and we can continue some great football. It's been a lot of fun. So, thank you guys for listening. As always, good luck in Week Five and. Thanks for listening to Block in the Back.
0: Thank you for listening to Block in the Back podcast, your one-stop shop for all things Dynasty Fantasy football related. If you liked what you heard today, hit that subscribe button, tell all your friends about us, and then hop on Twitter and give us a follow at Dynasty Block. Thank you, and remember, you are listening
1: to Block in the Back.